Good morning. Here we go. Dafayim Vav. Page 76. We are up to Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Shmuel. Second line, Omar Rav. You see, last two words on the second line. Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Shmuel. We're continuing on in these halachas of various blemishes which cause a person on the three parts of the aver that lead to re, um, for that, that are needed for reproduction both the aver itself the the male member itself the beitzim the testicles and the strands that connect okay so buda marshmol says nikav venistam we learned yesterday that if there's a hole through and through the corona of the aver so let's say there was a hole and then it nistam it we'll call it was plugged up, it closed up. However, it closed up. Kol she'ilu nikre v'nikra, as long as he was able to, um, sperm was able to come out through that hole, puzzle, he is still puzzle. Okay, meaning, meaning, now it's closed. But what if he were to have relations, and during those relations, the sealant, however it came about, would pop open because of relations. So then it's not considered closed. It's still a problem. The, the ilav, kosher, however, if it will remain closed, it is, uh, he, he's kosher to be Yahweh Bekal, to marry into the congregation. Says the Gemara, Havi Barava, Rava had this halacha, and he wanted, to figure, he wanted to think about it. And he says like this, Hecha, when does this halacha apply? If you're going to say where the 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 hole was under the corona, so then either way, as we learned, under the corona, it's not going to pass the mafiyavi bekal. Ella batara atzma must be that the hole, as we explained when we started, is talking about within the corona. And you have to say this. Amar Amar of Mari Barmar, of Mari Barmar says Amar Rukh Mashul. Rukh says the name of Shmuel. Nikiv batara atzma v'nistam. If a, if a, if there was a hole. In the atara, the crown, the corona itself in this time, and then it got closed up. Whenever, whenever, if he were to have relations, it were to come out, so then it's going to be puzzle, bimlav, kosher. Otherwise, it's going to be kosher. It's considered a proper. Rava, Rava, the son of Rava, sent to Rabbi Yosef. He wanted information. He says, Yilamdenu Rabbeinu. Our master, please teach us. Hechi Avdinam. New Shaila. Here we go. Hechi Avdinam. What do we do with somebody to, who has a hole in the corona of the Aver and we want to know whether he could be Yavai Bekal? <clears throat> Here's why it's a fascinating Shaila. The Gemara just said like this. If a person had a puncture in the Aver, there was a hole, and the hole was sealed up to a point where if he were to eject sperm, the hole would reopen, so it's still considered a hole, and you cannot marry into the kahal. However, if the hole would remain closed, now it's considered healed, and you can be Yavai Bekal. So now here's the fascinating Shaili. You ready for this? This guy's not married. We want to know whether he could be Yavai Bekal. He has a hole in his aver. How are we going to figure out Alpi Halacha, and this daf has incredible ramifications for people who are dealing with infertility at various times where the, you, you have to do, uh, so, sometimes you need to take from the husband and from the wife and, do, and uh, in the lab figure this all out. What are we going to do? How are we going to find out? Um, how are we going to get him to eject sperm in order to know whether he's could be of a It's a fascinating child. Okay, what do we do?
So Omar Le, Rabbi Yosef said, Here's what you do. You should bring bread made out of barley that's hot. Okay? It's got to be cham. It's got to be hot. And you, and you put it uh, behind him. Okay? And when you keep it there, that will cause... Um, if you put uh, hot uh, bread made out of barley... Um, behind him, that's going to cause the zera to come out, and then as it comes out, we should look at it and see, is the hole reopening or if the hole is remaining closed? If it's reopening, then he cannot now marry into the congregation. If it remains closed, he's permitted to marry into the, con- into the congregation. So in some way, shape or form, this was the medical procedure they would do. Take hot barley bread, put it where a person goes to the bathroom, what we call number two, place it there, and the warmth of that is going to cause uh, Zara to come out. Amar Abayi says, Otukuli Yami Yaakovinu Have is everybody in the world like Yaakovinu Dachsibbe Kaychi Bereshesayni Shleira Kari Miyamav. So says uh, says uh, Abaye, He says, I don't understand something. He says, you know, the Torah tells us that Yaakov Avinu, when he had Ruvain. Why didn't he, uh, what was Ruvain? He says, Ruvain's Kaychi Vereshesayni. He's the first drop of Zara that ever came out of Yaakov Avinu. It says Abai, you got to go to such an extent to go bake barley bread. He says, listen, maybe you just, just ask the guy. Granted, you're not married, but maybe, you, you know, maybe Zara comes out, right? Have you ever had that? Does it reopen? No, it's not everybody. You have to go through such lengths to figure this out. So Elam Rabbi, rather Rabbi says, Mavrinan Kamei, big dates of Here's what you do. He he felt that that process. Now obviously he's agreeing. You're not so, you're not allowed to to um, rub and to you know bring it out in a forbidden way. But he's saying you don't need to go to such. He felt that that idea was so far fetched and wild that it was just unnecessary. He says, I'll tell you what to do. Bring clothing, okay, of a woman. That is, uh, that is, we'll call it seductive. Amarava, and when he sees that, that will cause him, Rashi says, to, to uh, harden, and Zara will come out. Amarava, Rava says, Atukuli Alma Barzili Hagelodiu, is everybody uh, uh, Barzili Hagelodi? Now, Barzili Hagelodi was, was somebody who was easily aroused. Okay, without getting too much into the background, with David he was somebody who was easily aroused. So, says Rabbi Tabai, oh, you have a better idea than the hot barley bread? Take seductive uh, clothing of a woman, huh? A regular guy, when he sees that, is not going to cause Zerah to come out. Brazilian Agaladi, fine, for him. But a regular guy, that's not going to work either. Okay? So, therefore, says Rava, says Rava, he says the first idea is the best way to go. It's going to work by everybody. It has nothing to do with a person's mind, whether it's going to a place of Isser, whether it's not going to a place of Isser. It's a medical procedure that's done to remove the Zera. That will apply to everybody. And Rava says, I like Rabbi Yasef's answer the best. Well, can I ask a frank question? Yeah, like, go ahead. It seems that to Rova, the issue is not that it's wrong to... To uh, excite him, yeah. Like, could you, you could you excite him more directly, not with touching, but just imagery or something like that? Well, directly. then you ask, you'll have those other isurim, perhaps. So it seems ideally the way to do it 
is in a way where you, um, you're not you're not being uh, you're not going That's what Rav is saying. The best way to do it is not to not to enter such a category, and and uh, just do do a, a complicated medical procedure. Take them into the hospital, and this is what they would do to see if somebody's capable of having zera. They would bake this hot barley bread, and they would. Is Rovas approach mutter today? Huh? Would Rovas approach be mutter today for apparently fertility? apparently if you are if you are capable if there's a broader purpose for what you're doing and we want to know whether this guy can ever marry it would be mutter. We know a couple that has this problem. And yeah. My wife said to me that there's it's not mutter to try to see whether it's on the man's side. That's what, right. Maybe right. So there's we could we could uh, we could talk about specifics afterward. Sometimes of what they Whatever. do. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's it's a big. It's uh, it, This is why these shilas get complicated, and these these things are not uncommon at all. You know, unfortunately, it's it's not uncommon where you, you got to work with you know you got to work with what's real. But ultimately, you know, a story that I've shared um, on this on this topic. And that is, we know And as we said from the Meshachach, when the Meshachach, his approach is, when, we, when we're going through the sugya of why the mitzvah of Priya Varib is on the man and not the woman. Okay, so we know, it's Gzeris HaKasav, we learned that in Drushas. But Lamaisa, so the Meshachach, we spoke out of Meir Simcha, right? He says that, that uh, the, reason why, the reason behind why we have a Drusha that it's not a woman is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to obligate somebody to do something that's painful. That's very hard. And therefore, you're not going to obligate a woman to have a child. It doesn't give a woman a mitzvah, prayer of If she wants to, she can help the man fulfill the mitzvah. But it's not on her because it's going to be, it's going to be tzar. The maisa within the realm of Torah and Halacha, if you know enough and you research it enough and you care enough, you'll find out ways. Like the story we said with this couple struggling and they needed to have tashmish on Yom Kippur, right? It It came out within their uh, within their cycle. They had to have Tashmish on Yom Kippur morning, and they that's when it's also Daraisa was coming done, and they're going. They went to the rav. The rav didn't mamish didn't know what to do, and finally they went to one of the biggest paiskim in America, who handed them three thousand dollars, and he said, "Go to Australia for Yom Kippur." He says there. He says there. It's brilliant, right? But it's it's such it's such a it's push it, But when you you have to care to think about that. So when, and oh, that's what they did, because in Australia, the kimpo was already over during the punkta hour where they, where, they, uh, where they had to be together. So I think over here also, like, you know, it's, it's difficult, but Baruch Hashem, we have enough paiskim and enough where, you know, they're able to figure it out. Okay. Tan Rabban of the rabbis learned, and so should we. Nikav, puzzle. If there's a hole in the Aver, so he's puzzle, Yavi Bekal, Mabnei, Shahu, Shaisis. What does Nikav mean? Um, I'm sorry, Why? Uh, is it going to be usher when the hole goes through and through? Because the zera drips out. Nistam kosher. But if nistam, if it becomes closed, kosher. He's now permitted to be yavai bekal mepnei because he can have children. And this is a type of some. This is a type of situation where somebody was originally puzzle and now he goes back to being kosher. Says the Gemara zehu. This case, whenever you find the word zehu, this the mutemai. A general rule, right? Why do you have to use the word zehu? Zehu means and nothing else. Yeah, sometimes I I notice that um, I'll see one of my daughters when she's playing with friends, holding hands with one of her friends. You know, they're six, seven years old, 
eight years old. It's like a thing, you know, in your second grade, third grade, fourth grade. Right? They'll like hold hands. And not at that time. Um, I don't say this at that time, but at other times, I point out to them the lack of midos in doing that. Because when you see, when you're in a chavra of people, you're with eight girls, ten girls, right? And two of them are holding hands. What are they saying? They're not saying, oh, we like each other. They're saying, we're best friends. The other girls are viewing it. How do you view it when two other girls are like, oh, we're holding hands, so you feel like you're excluded. I'm not a best friend. So even though you're not intending to hurt anybody's feelings, but other girls might feel bad that when you're home, so it's not worthwhile, right? Now, at the time, let them do their thing. They're kids, like, you know? But at other times, it's a proper time for chinuch. Whenever you see, whenever you find something zehu, when you're focusing in on this, this is my friend, you know what you're saying? Well, other people are my best friends. So the Bryce of Air says, this zehu psul shechayzer lechshere. This is a psul that's chayzer lechshere. Whenever you find the word zehu in halacha, it's coming to exclude Something else I would have thought. So what is that? Zelamute mai says Gemara lamute karum sha'ala machmas makabreya. It's coming to exclude a scar sha'ala that comes up machmas makabreya because of a, a maka a wound berea in the lung. The inai karum that that's not considered karum. That's not considered closed. So you, so um, if as far as trephas are concerned, if you find a hole in the lung that has this scar tissue. So by the aver, it's chayzer lachsherei. But by the lung, it's not going to be chayzer lachsherei. And that's why zehu. In this case, it's chayzer lachsherei. But as far as treifus in the lung, it won't. Okay. Shalach leiravi di barav and abayi. Rabbi sent a shaila to abayi. Hechi abdinon. What should we do? It's I, we have a situation where somebody has a hole in the atara. There's a hole in the corona part of the aver. We want this guy to be yavi bikal. We want him to be able to marry. What should we do? He said, by Sinon Sarei, bring Sairin, bring barley, umesartinon lei, and take the barley, Srita is to, uh, to scratch, right? He says, take the barley, besartinon lei, and scratch the area where the hole is, umesinon tarba, and then you should bring tarba, okay, tarba's fats, you bring some sort of like Vaseline, okay? Bring something like, uh, uh, you know, bring some sort of fats. Vishayfinon, and be Mishayefit, and uh, dab it on. Umaysinon Shumshina Gamla. And then, get ready for this. You're going to bring a very big ant. You're going to bring a big ant. Umenachtinon lei. Upaskinon lei lereshe. You hear this? You take a large ant. The ant is going to enter its head into the hole of the aver, and then you quickly cut it. You cut off the the ant so that only its dead head remains in the aver, and now that's uh, that's the bandage, and it's going to stay there, and that's that's a permanent fix. Okay, if you ever want to be a doctor, a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, that's what they that's what they would do. Okay, vidavka sarte. Okay, now you have to scratch it only with sa'irim. It has to be barley. But metal cannot be used because you're going to hurt the aver. So it has to be uh, barley. The barley is not going to hurt the aver. And then that leaves the opening. You put some fats there to lube it. And then you stick the head of the ant in, you cut it off, and now you've got a, a uh, closed up wound. The honey mealy cut on. And this is when you have a small wound, or it's actually a hole, but a larger hole, mikfule mikfal. He says that um, 
Mikfuli Mikfal means anything that's there would be kafa, which means it eventually would have uh, would have come off. Okay, and if it's eventually going to come off, that's not going to be considered a proper seal. So this process is going to work, uh, you know, as long as it's not too intense of a hole. Amar Rabba Baravuna, Rabba Baravuna says, Hamatumai Mishnei Mekoymois. Oh, okay. A person's Meiraglayim, a person's urine, remember the way the Gemara is understanding it, we're just going to follow this understanding, not like the urologist we quoted yesterday, but that in the, in the tube of the Aver, so there's kind of like a slight membrane that moves depending on the whether we're we're sending out urine or whether we're sending out zera, we're sending out sperm. Okay, so what happens if the meraglayim comes out of both sides? Okay, meraglayim is coming out of both sides of the membrane. We'll call it puzzle. That is a sign of not being able to have children. It's puzzle. Amarava less hokasa like a like abba. No, the halacha is not like Rabba or Ravuna. Now, Rabba bar Ravuna said this. So Gemara says, bruh, as far as the son's concerned, okay, we know what the son said. He wasn't quoting his father, right? It was Rabba bar Ravuna. So what did he just say? If it comes out of both places, you can't marry. And we're saying, no, we don't paskin like him. Okay, so hadamar. But Abba, what, what did Ravuna say? Dama Ravuna, Ravuna holds nashim hamasulale zubizu. Some sort of lesbian type of relationship. You have two women that are they rub against each other. Okay? They are apostle to kahuna and that is not halachalamaisa. That was Ravuna's statement. Comes along Rava and he says, Ravuna's wrong. It's not true. When a woman's been involved in some sort of relationship like that, she's not apostle to kahuna. who says, any uh, un- any single guy that has relations with a single woman, which midaraisa, as long as she's not a nida, there's no biblical transgression in that. You know, all you did is you didn't fulfill the mitzvah of marriage, right? But the, the, she's not a nida. What's okay? So it's out of wedlock. That's only when she had relations with a man. Okay, so she's a paritz. Okay, that type of relationship is paris, but does a pasal her to kahuna? No, it's not considered. It's not considered an act of relations, and she would be permitted to akayim because she's not a zaina. A zaina is when you have relations with somebody. Okay, so she's a, she's a woman who's who's loose and and uh, and and being um, you know immoral. We'll say it a little uh, somewhat immodest, but to say that she's a zaina and this is relations, it's not true, and therefore. She is mutter to a kain. Okay? Beautiful. End of the Gemara. Back into the Mishnah, continuing on this theme of a patua daka kroshivcha. Somebody who has these issues with the aver being allowed to be Yavi Bikal. Here we go. Patua daka kroshivcha. A person is a patua daka kroshivcha mutaram bigiaris mishachrares, even though you're not allowed to marry a regular Yisraelis. You are mutter to marry a giyares and a mishochrares. Okay? If a woman converts to Judaism, even though he can't have kids, he's allowed to marry her. And also a shivcha kananis, who's freed, he's allowed to marry her. He's only uh, forbidden to people um, 
And he's forbidden only from marrying into the kahal. What's the kahal? Somebody who's born as a yid. Okay. Shenemar, as it says, All right? So when it's kahal Hashem, then layava. When you're born kahal Hashem, when you enter kahal Hashem later on, the kiyeris and the mishacharis, that's okay. Fine. Says the Gemara. Fascinating Shiloh. Let's introduce the Shiloh before we read it inside. First Shiloh of the Gemara, Chavar. Listen here. We just said, Can you marry a woman who's born as a Jew? No. Can you marry a Giyaris? Yeah. Okay, ready? Is a Kayin allowed to marry a Giyaris? No. Can a Kayin marry a Giyaris? Fascinating Shiloh. Now you'd say, listen, isn't he a Kayin? He's Mizera Aaron. He's an offspring of Aaron. Why would it be any different? Okay? We have a unique situation, but we have to... So the Gemara now is going to ask this Shaila. We're going to search for information and explain to us why it's, why it's Taka, an interesting Shaila. Here we go. They asked the Shaila, searching for information from Rav Sheshes. Patua Daka Koin. They have a Patua Daka who is a Koin. Mahu Bigiyaris u Mishachraris. Okay, now here's the question. And therefore he should stay prohibited. He should not be allowed to marry them. Like any other Kayan. Here's the, other flip, here's the flip side, ready? Maybe he, Taka, does not have the Kedusha of a Kayan anymore. Do you know why? Because he cannot do the Avaida, he cannot give a bracha to Klal Yisrael, but to a Daka, does, uh, doesn't do it, and so on and so forth. Okay? So maybe it's the Kedusha that comes through the elevated performance that's what's causing him to not marry a Giyaris. But if he's a Kayin who doesn't have that, maybe that prohibition doesn't apply. Any any mum, right? Any mum that's not correct. That would be the same child. Okay, now here we go. Amr the Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes says, "Tanisu with unto the brisa, but to a daki Yisrael, mutter binasina is mutter to a nasin." Right? These are the the grandchildren of um, the nation that was in Canaan when we came in, and they were they, they kind of tricked. Us uh, to they tricked Yeshua in allowing them to convert. So a regular Yisrael is not allowed to marry them, but a Petsua Daka Yisrael is allowed to marry a Nasan. If you're going to say that a Kohen retains his, uh, or anybody really, retains a state, the Torah says you're not allowed to marry with them. Okay, so you see from here that the same way a Yisrael who's a Kroshifcha is allowed to marry a Nasan and he's losing his Kedusha, we should say the same thing to a Kayin, to which Rava says, no. Amar Rava, Otu Hasam, over there, Mishum Kedusha, Velav Kedusha, who, is it true that the reason why a regular Yisrael is not allowed to marry a Nasan, but a Kroshifcha is allowed to, does have anything to do with Kedusha? No. Listen to this. You know the problem of marrying a Nasan? It's not about your Kedusha of Yisrael. If you are a Kroshivcha, Patsua Daka, Yisrael, you know why you're not letting marry Nasan? You're a full-fledged Yisrael, but we're concerned that your kid's going to be going off to a Christian school, to some sort of schools of Avedis Kechavim. He's, he's not going to live like a Yid. We don't want children. We don't want people marrying, intermarrying. Forget that, that particular prohibition. 
But future generations like that? Now, that's what they're going to once they convert, Mishra Sharu. They're going to make a against these Nisinim who converted uh, like that as well, okay? Who converted because of, out of fear, not out of, not out of Torah. So, Midaraisa, he says, to marry a guy, chas v'shalom to marry a guy, but kabachaymer, if you're going to be having children and these children are going to be raised as guy. But by, what about a Nasin? Shabbat made an extension of it. They made an extension. These Nasinim was a whole shayla what their status is. So he said, listen, you're not allowed to, uh, you're not allowed to intermarry with these Nisinim even after they convert. Now. But isn't that all just the Rabbanan anyway? So isn't what Rabbanan anyway? Then you can't marry a Nisinim. Good, 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 good. So therefore, why is it, you're talking about... So we're going to bring it, good, let's bring it full circle. Good. Now, why did the Rabbanan make the Jair of a Nisina? Because of a guy. And what's the big issue of a guy? The children. So it says the Gemara... When they're about to make a gzera against the nasin, that's we're concerned about the children. You're gonna, that's one step weiter. The nasin teaches oh, What if you're a pitzua daka kroshivcha? Can you have children? You can't have children. Says the Gemara says, When they're about to make a gzera that you can't marry a nasin, when you're able to give birth to sons, you're able to have children. But the kroshivcha pitzua daka Yisrael, Who's not able to have children anyway? Like Gazubei Rabbanon, the Rabbanon don't make a gzera on a gzera. They say it only applies when the, I shouldn't make a gzera gzera. I shouldn't. It's not true. The way it works is the Rabbanon never established their gzera, their prohibition, their rabbinic prohibition of marrying a nasin when you can't have children. They only established it when you could have children. Now let's bring a full circle. We don't know yet about the kain. That's still up in the air, right? Maskim. Okay. You still have a question? Yeah, I'm just Go ahead. by the whole. My whole raya is based on, you can learn out from what the Rabban were, were Gazer, that the Kohen, the Raisa, is no longer, that he can, that he can, that he can, wait a second, we're talking about him being able to marry Gioris. That's, a Kohen? That a Kohen to a Gioris is the Raisa. Yeah. How can we be saying, you see, based on, based, based on a duke on what the Rabban were Gazer, that we're going to learn out something the Raisa from that? Correct. We're, we're not going to. I know, but when, Lemaisa, we're not, because anyway, yeah. it's a problem. But I'm yeah. just saying, I don't even understand the riot from the beginning. Even forget about this whole, the, for, forget about how, how we were uh, doche the raya. I'm, I'm saying, where does the raya begin? You're, talking, you're, you're coming up with a raya that, that a coin the raisa, should be allowed to marry a gyorus. So Rabbi Saul's asking like this. Here's Rabbi Saul's Shaila. Or, or uh, Kasha. The Shaila is, the, your Kasha is on the Shaila. The Shaila is, if you have a Kayan who's a Kroos Shivcha, is he allowed to be Yavi Bikal? And the question is, when you're a Kroos Shivcha, does it have anything to do with Kedusha? Okay, do, do you, if, if it's dependent on Kedusha, you would not be allowed to marry even if you're a Psuadaka Kroos Shivcha. Or do we say the fact that you're not a Psuadaka, the fact that you are a Psuadaka cause you to lose Kedusha? That was our Shaila. Right. Do you lose your kedusha because of this? To which the to which Rav Sheshas and that was the Shailan Yeshiva. Rav Sheshas says that um, the it, it's got to be that you do not keep your state of kedusha because of the case of the Yisra, right? You don't keep your kedusha. To which Rav is responding, no, because by a Yisrael it has nothing to do with kedusha and non kedusha. But the reason why Yisrael is allowed to marry a Nesina, Yisrael Kroshivcha is allowed to marry a Nesina, is because 
of a, the Gzeira de Rabbana never extended to a Kroz Shifcha Petzu Adaka. That's why it's allowed. But I believe the Gemara is saying your word. By a Kayin, is it a Din de Rabbanon? No. And therefore, says Rava to Rav Sheshes, you have no Raya. So again, so far we have three steps of our Gemara. Step number one is Shaila, does the Psuadak Rav Shechor lose his Kedusha? Says Rav Sheshes, yeah. To which Rava says, no Sheshes, yeah, because Yisrael, Kroshifah, Kamari, and Nassan. Says Rava, that's not why you're allowed to marry a Nesina. It's not because you lose your Kedusha. The reason why you're allowed to marry a Nesina is because Rabban never made the Gzera. So, unlike Rabbi Sol, unlike what you're saying, by a Kayin. As I do with the Gzera, the Rabban. I was saying, who says that the Gezerah in the first place, even if it was based on Kedusha, of losing Kedusha, let's yeah. say that it was, maybe, maybe the Rabbanan, they were only, they only worried about Kedusha of a Yisrael. Maybe they didn't, who says... Okay, it's fine. So that, that's, that's Taylor. That's Taylor. Well, well, okay, Achab. And, and we're gonna, I'm going to leave that as a Shiloh. Because that's, that's a share, but I want to explain to everybody what the Shaila is now. Yeah. Okay. What, what we're articulating. Rabbi Saul is saying like this. Rabbi Saul is asking on Rav Sheshes' attempted answer. The Gemara had a Shaila. A Kayan who's a Ptua Daka Kroshivcha, does he retain his Kedusha or does he lose his Kedusha? To which Rav Sheshes answers, you lose your Kedusha because we find that a Yisro, Ptua Daka Kroshivcha, Kemari Yenesina, must be the Kedusha's gone. The same way by Yisrael the Kedusha is gone, so to by a Kayin the Kedusha is gone. To which Rabbi Yisrael is saying, who says the Kedusha of a Kayin losing his status and the Kedusha of a Yid losing his status is the same thing? Okay? It's a good Shiloh. The Teretz comes about, the, terrors, the, the conversation is going to be coming about through the knowledge that the reason why a Kayin has an elevated status of, of an elevated status of who he's allowed to marry is dependent on his Kedusha, is also going to be why a Yisrael cannot marry a Nassim. Okay, so that's what, that's what, okay. Here we go. We're up to, we're, now we're up to Ella Me'ata. All right, because Rava just knocked off Rav Sheshesh, now we're going to try to knock off Rava. Says the Gemara, Ella Me'ata, but now, Mamzer, Mamzer, who's able to have children, if the whole reason is that you're not allowed to have a child, that you're not allowed to marry a Nesina, is because we're nervous about Xerah of children, right? Why is a Mamzer? A Mamzer is able to have kids. There's no issue with that. And he's mutter to marry a, a Mamzer. Ella, a mutter to marry a, a, a Nesina. Ella says, The only made a Xerah by full-fledged The Rabban never made their Gezerah. Okay. Bottom line is, we don't see anything that has to, uh, 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 over here that has to do with Kedusha. And later on, Rava said, You should know, I'm going to knock myself off. My answer, my knockoff of Rav Sheshis' answer is actually incorrect. I'll tell you how you could disagree with me. You could say it like this. Listen, by a there's no chasnas. If you have a Jew, a Jewish guy, who walks over to a non-Jewish woman and puts a ring on her finger... And he says, Certainly he's not saying, That's for sure not. But he says, It's not a marriage. But once they convert, There is marriage. And therefore, the only iser against marrying them is only after they've already converted. And since a yid is also to marry a regular native yid, okay, 
who was born a Yid, is also to marry a, uh, a Nasin, but a Kros, a kros Shivcha, Petsua Daka, is allowed to marry a is allowed to marry a Nesina. So you see here, you, so you see from here that Petsua Daka does not keep his Kedusha, and Rav Sheshas is correct. Rav Yosef asked a challenging question, and now we're going to ask, we're going to get into Shmuel Beis. All right? It's a fascinating Gemara, going to take us through Amar Beis. We're going through Shmuel Beis over here, and we're going to discuss whether their taka is such a thing as marriage when it comes to a non-Jewish person. A little bit of a shift, a little bit of a leichter sugi over here. Here we go. Masav Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef asked a challenging question. Shteten Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Vayichasim Shlomo's Bas Paroi, Melech Mitzrayim Shlomo married. Bas Paroi, the king of Mitzrayim. So you see that there is marriage between a, a non-Jewish girl and Shlomo Melech. Says the Gemara, no, relax. Giyure Gaira, she converted. It is a challenge. We learned. During the days of David and Shlomo, when Kal Yisrael was running the show, they were so powerful, we weren't Makabal Gary. Because people are going to, they're, they're, it's called fair weather fans. Yeah? It's a Met fan that decides to be a Yankee fan when they win the World Series. You know what I mean? Come on. You, you got to sync with the Mets. You know what I mean? Right? You can't, we're not going to be Makabal Gary. So don't tell me something convert her. Says Gemara, Midi Hutayma El Lishulchem Incredible. He says, you know why you weren't allowed to convert Bimei Shloimai? Because, we're not turning top of Omer Beis, because people are going to be fair weather fans, but, top of Omer Beis. She didn't need that. She was coming from Pari's palace, and therefore we weren't makabal her as a Gieris. Because what's she going to, what are you going to say? Oh, she's joining for the money? She had more money. She's joining for the influence? She had the influence. She must be. She's converting the Frakadish Baruch And therefore, when we say we weren't makabal Gieris, we mean regular people. Regular people, but a person who's already included in Malucha, there was no problem. Okay. It says Gemara, the tape of clay, Dom Mitzri Shainahi. I'll tell you another problem. Ready? There's Allah from Hamitzri, Slayava Bekal, until the third generation. If she converted, Shalom Nas, now that I marry her, Gavaldik. Mechitim, you're going to say Hanachazi Lauma, that we're referring to those who, who um, it was only referring to that generation. Earlier, that uh, from the times of uh, Mitzrayim, is that really true? And these people of Mitzrayim aren't really the real Mitzrayim. Who converted from the Mitzrayim was one of Talmidim in front of Rabbi Kiva. And Amar, he said, Since I'm the first generation who converted, I made sure to marry a Mitzri woman who converted. I'm going to make sure that my kids marry also a second generation. So that the third generation can be of a bekal. So we see that the iser of, of waiting till the third generation applies even, uh, even not by the original Mitzrayim. So why was Shlomo Melech allowed to marry Baspari if she converted? She's not a third generation. I'm a Repapa. Repapa says, Anan Mishlame Leku You want to go ahead and ask a kasha on Shlomo? Let me tell you something. Now here's the Gemara says the amazing thing. Ready? Shlaimai lay nasiv midi. Shlaimai never married her. Now, what's what, what? We should all be jumping up. How do we start our Gemara? With the word vayischasim, right? Shlaimai, it says, it says he married her. But hold on. According to Rav Papa, no, 
By his he didn't marry her. But, uh, now, the Chsivbe says her papa, because it says about from all the Goyim, all the Nishem said to Bnei Yisrael, they can marry you. Therefore, because, of course, they're going to turn your hearts away after their gods. To these young women who Shlomo Melech had within his harem, we'll call them. So he would, uh, he had them around, but he never really, we said, put a ring on the finger. He never married them. So says Baba, it wasn't a marriage. The Isser's marriage. The Isser's not to use them as uh, concubines. Says the Gemara Arkasha, Alakasha Vayitzchasin. But it says Vayitzchasin. Yeah, he was a chosin. Yeah, they got married. Have the Gemara. He respected them. He loved them like wives, but he didn't actually marry them. Okay. So the Gemara is walking away with Shlomi HaMelech with this scenario and saying that don't challenge me about, about whether marrying a non-Jew, how do we get on to this? Because we said that if a non-Jew marries a Jew, it's not a marriage. Said, I so he said, no, she converted. And that's how he got onto the whole thing. How could he marry her even if she converted? Okay. Amalei Ravina Ravashi. Ravina says, Ravashi, but for Nisina, they're usher to marry Amalei. He says back to him, according to your Svara, let's say the end, they're only usher to Yavla Bekal for the Tzuadak Roshivcha, for marrying into people who are born as Yidin. But they're mutter to marry a Nisina. Why? Because they're not part of the Kahal. Ella, so we have a steer. So how are you going to understand this? Gemara, Ella, you know what Peshat is? You can't learn anything from this mission. This mission is too confusing. You have no diuk either way. Beautiful, period, end of that Gemara. Brand new Mishnah. Here we go. A little more than a third of the way down on Ayin Vav Omud Beis. Says the Gemara. Says the Mishnah, I'm sorry. Ger is usher to marry into the Kahal. Okay? The Isuran Isser Eilam. And they are usher forever. You know what forever means? Forever. Even after 10 generations. It keeps going. Keeps going. So again, Amoini Umayavi Asurin. The Isuran Isser Eilam. Avon Nekevaisehem. But the women of Amain and Mayav, Mutarais Miyad, they are Mutar right away. Okay? Fine. That's Allah number one. Amain and Mayav. Men, nothing doing. Obviously, they converted. Women, immediately. Mitri va'adaimi, a Mitri man, and an Adaimi man, Eina Nasurim Ella Ad Shlesha Deris. They're Usr until three generations, to the third generation. Okay, So there's a kula on Mitzri Vadaimi. There's a leniency in that it's only three generations. But there's a chumrah that applies to the women as well. Right? Amin and the, they were Usr, uh, the men only and the women were mutter right away. Um, Mitzri and Adaimi were, were uh, a chumrah included in the kevis, but kula was only three generations. Rabbi Shimon Matir Esan Akevis Miyad. Rabbi Shimon says that even the Nekevis... Are mutter right away. He says the same as Amin and Mayav, 
is mitzvah adaini. There's no prohibition on the women. Omer Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon says Kavachaymer advarim because Kavachaymer. Umam Magum Shalshar says Chor Misrael and Bayi Amen Amaya for the men are also forever. Hitters and I came as Miyad. The women are mutter. Magum Shalayos says Chor Melach Shalayos Dares. In addition, it's not there as I came as Miyad. How much more so should we allow the Nekevis? And therefore, that's why I say that Nekevis are mutter right away. I'm more like this. I did my Malach and Kabel. If you learned this from. Maisha Rabbeinu at Har Sinai. Whenever you find the word halacha, generally in Mishnah Gemara, it means you have a Maserah from your Rabbeim, then the Kabbal, we're going to agree with you. However, ladin if you're relying on your own Kabbal Chaymer, then we have a upshlug, we have a refute on your Kabbal Chaymer. Because you're saying that Mitri is more makel, is more lenient than Aminamayov. Um, we, we can uh, we can upslug you, okay? Fine, we'll see Beis Shem tomorrow. Why? Amar lahem loiki halacha niyamer says no. Uh, 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 but what I have is halacha l'mashimisinai, and therefore there's no upslug. I'm sticking to my guns. Okay, gavaldik says the Gemara. How do we know? These halachas, how do you know Amun and Mayav are also to be Yavi Bekal and Mitzvah Daimi? Amar Veichem Damar Krosh Tatein Pasuk. The Chirai Shol as David Yaitzi Likras Plishti Shol saw David going towards the Plishti Amar Al Avner Sartzava Shol said to Avner his general Ben Mizehanar Avner Avner Who's this kid? He's talking about David. Okay. The Yamar Avner Avner says Chay Nafshcha Melachim Yadati. He says, Listen, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Now, obviously, they knew. About David, but as we're going to see, they won't really wanted to know where he comes from, what his ichus is. Says the Gemara, did Shaul not know David? Of course he knew David. He's saying to Avner, who's this kid? He knows he knew his name was David, that's for sure. Voxiv says Yeah, Shaul loved David, and and David became his nice kalim, what we call in American society a caddy. Yeah, yeah, on the golf course. He would carry around Shaul's stuff. Ella, rather, Avua Kamashu. Shaul was asking about his ichus. He wants to know who was David Amelech's father. He says, well, he doesn't know David Amelech's father. Yeah? <laughs> Shaul knew very well. It was referring to Yishai. Shaul knew him very well. He would go in with a lot of people. He had a whole posse. He got a whole chevra walking around with him. And he'd go out with many people. It was a well-known. He was a well-known general, a well-known officer. Hachi Amar says, oh, you're right. So he knew David, he knew David's father. Rather, this was Shaul's Shaila to Avner when he said, who's this kid? Okay, here, uh, here was the Shaila. Says the Gemara. Zil Shaul, go ask David. Imi Peretz Asi, Imi Zerach Asi. Ask him if he comes from Peretz or he comes from Zerach. Meaning, he didn't want to know his father. He wanted to know his ancestors. Alta Alta Zayda. Okay? Now, Yehuda had children. Some of his children's names were Peretz and Zarach. So I want to know, find out, tells Abner, find out which part of the family David HaMelech is from. He knew it was from Yehuda. He wanted to know which part of the family of Yehuda. Why? Imi Peretz, Asi Malkahabe. If he's from Peretz, then he's capable of being a king. Shamalach Peretz, La Asois Derech. Because the word Peretz, a, Peretz uh, a king, is allowed to be Peretz to make a path for himself. As Allah, if a king has to travel somewhere and he gets somewhere either quicker or for his army to go through, he's allowed to confiscate people's fields, breach. That's Peretz, uh, Peretz is the breach. 
to break down. The king is allowed to breach things and everything's yours. So if he's from Peretz, then he's, he's uh, capable of being big stuff. And I'm not going to be, uh, to protest. I'm not going to uh, protest about, um, you know, his position of ever attaining a position of royalty. Uh, however, if he goes from Zerach, he'll be a guy. He'll be a guy, but he's not going not gonna to ever amount to uh, any royal positions. My time, uh, uh, my time, my time, what's the reason? Oh, so why did, says the Gemara, what's the reason that Shol asked Avner to, uh, to ask about him? Okay. He sees this kid. Now, when you see a kid walking the street, do you say to your general, listen, Avner, go find out who this kid's ancestors are. I want to know his great, great, great grandfather. What, ask the Gemara, what interested Shaul about David that he was concerned to really know? Okay. Says the Gemara, Shaul put clothing on David, Madov with his, um, as she says, his, uh, um, his shield, his armor, with his, with his battle armor. Okay. Kimidosai, and that means that they were David's mid, David's size. Uchsev bei Bishon, says Bishon, mi shechmoi vamala gamaya mikolam. Shaul was taller than everybody else. So here's what happened. Shaul was a very imposing figure. It was a big tzaddik. Totally made, you know, he, he didn't make a mistake, but Shaul was a tremendous, tremendous tzaddik. Um, physically, he was tall, very uh, well built, stood, stood out amongst everybody else. David HaMelech used to hold on to all his armor. And when he saw Shaul dress David in his armor, and he saw that it fit David, and David was not near the size of Shaul. So Shaul saw there was some sort of miracle taking place with this, which Hashem was sending him some sort of message. So therefore, he says to Avner, go get some information about this kid. Who was there, as Shaul was asking Avner, he says, you know, until you want to know whether he's, he's uh, fit for Malchus or not, Shaul love him, Roy love him, love. Yeah? My time, Why is David perhaps not even allowed to marry a Yid? Because he may rosa he comes from Rus, and she's a Mayavi. Amar Avner says, "Then he learned in the Mishnah, Amani v'la Amainis, Mayavi v'la Mayavi." Therefore, he's certainly allowed to be Yavi Bekal because he comes from Rus, and Rus is a Mayavia. She was always mother, and therefore, there's no issue with him marrying in. So Daiga Daimi says, "Alamayata Mamzer v'la Mamzeris." Are you going to say whenever the Torah says a Mamzer's la Yavi Bekal, it also includes a Mamzeris? Meaning, he was arguing on the drasha of Mayavi v'la Mayavis. He says, Mamzer Ksiv, which means Mumzar. Mumzar means it's even worse. Okay? It's a strange type of mum, and therefore over there, both men and women. But over here, it's just the men. It says, Mitzri Valai Mitzris. Okay, fine. So forget Mamzer. But what about Mitzri Valai Mitzris? Over there, we don't allow a Mitzri woman. So why are we allowing a Mayavi? He's still questioning the ability of Rus to be able to marry into Klai. So he says, no, all of her descendants should be Mamzer. So Gemara says, Shani Hacha. Here, by Davra Melech or by Amon Amayav, it's different. The Mefarish time of the Kra. 
Because you could darshan the time of the crow. Al davar Because why are you not let him marry Amon and Mayav? Because they didn't have a karsa type when we were out in the midbar. They descend from light, right? Amon and Mayav, the 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 uh, well known story. I think we have time twenty. Yeah. Okay. Right. The fascinating story that's brought down in the introduction to Gros Maisha. Believe Chelak Ches. Um, the story where when Ramesha was a young rav in Russia, so he was the Chavakadisha called him in to a fellow who suddenly became ill with a sickness of the tongue. Uh, his tongue was expanding and causing him to not be able to have any sort of oxygen. He Pasha couldn't breathe, and uh, he was gasping for air. And they saw he was on his last legs. They called the rav. Ramesha comes in. He, he was a, he was a very young rav at the time in Luban. And the fellow gasping between breaths tells him, he says, I'm, I'm on my way out the door and I want to tell you why. Um, I don't remember exactly how long before he told Ramesha this happened, but apparently uh, during, um, during his, uh, by his Shabbos table, he was making fun of Light's daughters. And they named their children Amon and Maiv, Right? Amon and Av. He says, it's bad. He said, I said about them, it's bad enough that they... Uh, that they had sexual relations with their father, but to have the chutzpah to name your kid Mayav from my father, you're proud of it. You're proud of it. Lot's daughters are you know, despicable people. That's what, that's what he tells Rav Moshe that he said. But people do say that. I've heard, I've heard Rav Moshe say that. So, Chazal say, right? Mayav means, uh, yeah. okay. But he, he, he um, th- that's a message to learn, but he was knocking them as individuals. That The chutzpah that they had to be proud. We don't find that they're proud, but, but we see it's me'av, from the father. Okay. So, he, told, he tells Rav Meisha that the other night, two very modest women came to me in my dream. It's a wild story. Two very modest women came to me in my dream, they introduced themselves as Light's daughters. And they said, you should know that, um, you should know that the reason why we named our children the names that we gave them is because we thought that not only were Sodom and Amorah destroyed, we thought the entire world was destroyed. We purposely got our father drunk. We thought we were the last people around, like Adam and Chava. In the same way Adam was allowed to marry Chava when they were Mibasar Echad, we thought we had a Chiyuv to have relations with our father. So we got him stoned in order to have children to keep the world going. So we got him stoned drunk. And we had children. And we were concerned that people who knew us and knew that we were such tznuas never would have dreamt that we would have done such a thing. And they would have started another religion by saying that we, were, we had virgin births. And it would have started another religion. So we named our children Dafka these names so people should know we had relations with our father. But it wasn't because we were proud of what we did. And they told him that because of your Lashon Hara, you're going to die a death that has to do with, with Lashon Hara, that you spoke about us. And this guy passed away. It's a, I think it's an introduction to Chilek Ches. I have to look it up. It's a wild, wild story. Okay, be it as it may, be it as it may, the, uh, the, the, the Amun and Mayav were descendants of Light's daughters. And we're out in the Midbar. Why are they around? Only because of Avram Avinu, right? And we're out in the Midbar. We need bread and water. And they didn't bring it to us. They partially bring it to us. No, Akar Satayv. So because they didn't have Akar Satayv, um, because they didn't have a kara satayv with lechem and mayim, we're not let him marry. The time is on the men. The time is not on the women. The men should have came out and brought the food, but the women—that's yeah, not their achrayis to come meet klai Yisrael in the midbar. They, they're taking care of the mishpachas, but it's the men who should have had the akara satayv and come out. Hence, 
only the men of Amun Amayev are not allowed to marry, but the women are allowed to marry. Says Gemara, but still they should have come out. Don't, uh, don't tell me the men only and not the women. Perhaps, perhaps the men should have, uh, should have come out for the men and let the women come out to feed the women. So Ishtik, he was quiet. And therefore Shaul said, quickly find out uh, um, uh, who this child is. Hasam Nar says Gemara, in one place Shaul calls David Amalekh Nar. Elam. Here he's calling him an Elam. Why does he change from a Nar to an Elam? Says Gemara, Hachi Kamarle, this is what Shaul said. Halacha nisalma mimchach, the halacha has been, Elam has been hidden from you, from the word Olam, right? The, the, the world is a hidden place. Yeah, there's, because Baruch Hu, right? the, the, everything's hidden here. We, we, we think we see things. We don't really, we don't really see things. So, the reason why he, he used the word Helam afterwards is because he was hinting to he was hinting to Avner himself that you're not really gra- I see you're not really grasping what's happening here over here. Tzayu Shalva base medrash go and ask a shayla in the base medrash. So Shal he went and he asked Amrulai and they told him in the base medrash. You know what Allah is? Aminus, my avi valai, my avis. Only a man is not allowed to marry in, but a woman is permitted to marry in. Top of Ayin Zayin Amad Aleph. Doyeg asked the people in the yeshiva the whole back and forth, the whole sh- the, the, the shayla. And Ishtiku, they didn't answer. And now that he, he, uh, he, so he wanted to announce about them. Okay, Now that he uh, showed that they were wrong, by, you know, because he held again that Mayavis is not allowed. And now that he disproved them, he wanted to say that Dovra Melech was Osir Yavai Bikahal, and Miyad immediately, Miyad immediately, what happens? Va'amasa ben Ish, Amasa, this man, Ushmai Yisra, Yisraeli, Asherba El Avigayo ben Nachash. A Pasuk says immediately what happened? Amasa, the son of a man. Yisra the Yisraeli who married Avigail from Nachash, Uksiv Yeser Yishmaeli, and we also call Amasa Yeser. Why is Amasa's father uh, called a Yishmaeli? Amarav, Melamit, Shechagar Charbai, Kiyashmol, that he used to, um, th- that uh, he, not he, he, at that time, after this Psach Halacha, he took a sword like a Yishmaeli, who, who uh, take their swords, they fight. And he said, Whoever does not accept this halacha, that David is puzzle, because the women, Rus, was puzzle, is going to be killed. We'll hold it here. Basically, you want to go and say, we don't have answers. I think there's a beautiful message here. doesn't matter. The Messiah is, Messiah is, David HaMelech is mutter. You don't mess with that. Ah, you got kashas we can't answer? It doesn't matter. As a famous story, as we quote all the time, whenever you come across a Gemara like this, Chassam Seifer, the Heilige Chassam Seifer says, one elder Talmud Chacham, even if he doesn't have all the answers, is still more right than two young whippersnappers with all the questions. That's how it works. That's how it works. And therefore he says, this is our Messiah, that's the Halacha, David HaMelech is mutter, love a Bekal. Tomorrow we will continue on this conversation. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.